grateful for us to be here. We just want to thank you, dear God, for making this day possible. Many have desired to see this day, but it was not possible. But dear God, for us whose days have been added, either we can bring glory or we can bring shame. But our greatest desire, we want to bring glory. Dear God, we commit the reading of the weight to you. We commit the hearts of your people to you. I commit my tongue to you. And dear God, that everything should run under the banner of the Holy Ghost as we commit every believer here in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, Sister, she is not feeling well tonight. Amen. Just solicited your prayers. Amen. Let's read uh, the book of Psalm, Psalm 8, Psalm 8 from verse 1. Psalm 8, verse 1. It says, O Lord, our O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens? Out of the mouth of babies, babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies. That thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. When it says lower than angels, it doesn't mean the angels are greater than us. We are greater than the angels because we are the sons and daughters, they are the servants. When it says lower, it just simply says we are here, they are up there. Are we together? And has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All things this evening are under your feet, including the devil is under your feet. How many believe the devil is under our feet? Amen. Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, Created in Jesus Christ unto good works. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. How many believe that we are uh, the workmen, his workmanship? Amen. Amen. His masterpiece. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats.
This evening, I just want to speak on the powerhouse of God. Amen. The powerhouse of God. That's what I want to speak on this evening for a couple of minutes. Amen. Now, I'm just going to read a quotation direct, which I think this quotation, I would deem it to be the mission statement of the ministry of Brother Brenham. Amen. The stature of a perfect man, the paragraph is 172. Brother Brenham says... We are not building an organization. How many agree with me? We are not building an organization. He says, I'm not here this morning to build an organization. And I can as well say, I'm not here this evening to build an organization. Christ never sent me to build organization. Christ sent me to build individuals to the stature of Jesus Christ that they might be the powerhouse and the dwelling place of the Spirit by His weight. By His weight, build up the individual to that place, not to build an organization to a greater denomination but build in the individual to sons and daughters of God. That's the idea. And I can say that's the purpose. He says, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue add knowledge. Well, now you are coming to a place. Which place? A place where you become God's powerhouse. How many agree that the message is not here to build an organization? Amen. Amen. But it is here to build individuals. What does it mean, folks? It means on this Christian journey, you need to keep on self-interrogating yourself. Am I coming into that stature of the perfect man? Not compare yourself to a brother or to a sister, but compare yourself to the revealed weight. Are you still with me? But I want to speak about a powerhouse. A powerhouse, it is a place that contains a power. Are you still with me? It is the conduit of power. And this, Brother Brenham says, the purpose of this message was to make you a powerhouse of God. Are you still with me? Now, speaking of a powerhouse, how does one become a powerhouse? It does not mean that if you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you automatically become a powerhouse. It doesn't mean that as soon as you join the fellowship, you become the powerhouse. It does not mean that if you become a preacher, you become a powerhouse. What makes you to be a powerhouse is when God builds you up to a stature of a perfect man. That means there's got to be faith, there's got to be virtue, there's got to be patience, there's got to be knowledge, there's got to be temperaments, there's got to be brotherly kindness. Those things, for them to be in you, it needs the Holy Ghost to come into you. And as soon as you have those virtues, then there is what we call the capstone. God comes and caps you. Are you still with me? I would imagine that you know that a first year can never be kept. You've got to go through stages until you are kept. 
a believer has got to go through stages for them to be kept. Are you still with me? But I'm amazed because do you know that anything that you claim to possess shall be tested? I'll ask the question again. Do you know that anything that you claim to possess, you are going to be tested? Hallelujah. If you claim to have virtue, you are going to be tested whether indeed you've got virtue. If you claim that you've got love, you are going to be tested whether you've got love. Are you still with me? Uh, God, sometimes certain enemies are allowed to be created into your life or to exist in your life to test whether you've got love. Not every enemy is a bad enemy. Some enemies are God-ordained. I'll repeat that. Some enemies are God-ordained. Because why? You can never test whether you've got love to those that love you. It needs to, it needs to take an opposite force to provoke what is in you. And then when that force in you contradicts the external force, then we know that this in here, there is another force. Are you still with me? Uh, yeah, maybe let me break news to you. You've got to be hated. There is no way the Bible says you are going to be loved. You've got to be despised. You've got to be rejected. You've got to be belittled. All those things is to check whether do you qualify to be God's powerhouse. Because he who becomes God's powerhouse, it comes with a sense of responsibility. I have never seen anywhere where God has ever done anything for any individual without testing them first. To check their capacity, whether once they have been blessed, how will they react? Are you still with me? Now, I want us to check certain things because, oh, if I get my notes here, certain, certain plants cannot grow in certain environments, but can thrive in certain environments. Certain animals cannot survive in certain environments, but can survive in different environments. Are you still with me? Now, if a plant cannot survive on a specific type of soil, and it survives on another type of soil, that means it has to be unplugged and be planted where it can survive. Are you with me? Now, do not be surprised when God unplugs you from environments that you are familiar with and take you to environments that you are unfamiliar with. To you, it may look harsh, but him, he knows that that's exactly where you will survive. I'm told, even car manufacturers, when they manufacture cars, there are certain cars that are destined to certain countries, and before they send those cars to those countries, they check the climate in those countries. Because one car can be durable in one country, but be totally not durable in another country. Are you still with me? If the weather in, in a countries where it's permanently wet, you need a certain type of painting that needs to be applied on the vehicle. Are you still with me? But the manufacturer knows that this one will survive there. So I'm simply saying the footsteps of the rushes are ordered by the Lord. Are you, you are where you are because he wanted you to be where you are. And if he brings you into an environment, he knows that he has capacitated you to survive that environment. Are you still with me? Now, I, I want to check how, how do you become God's powerhouse. Let's put it this way. And I've said it many times. God says to the water, let the water bring forth. And the waters brought forth. The fishes, 
and all manner of species in the sea were brought forth. Now, then he spoke to the ground and said to the ground, must bring forth. And out of the ground sprout out different uh, 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 marine life, not marine life, marine life is the sea, uh, uh, botany life, are we together? From the sea it was the marine life, from the ground it was the botany life. Now, let us check this. If, if he spoke to the ground to bring forth, the plant cannot survive in the sea. And the fish cannot survive on the ground. Where is the mystery there? Out of which, out of the source from which you spoke a thing, the very thing must reside and be connected to the source to be, survive, to be sustainable. Are you still with me? When he wanted men, he never spoke to a university. He never speak, spoke to a college. He never spoke to ancestors. He spoke to himself. Amen. Now, the, the sustainability of the botany life must be connected to the ground from which it was spoken from. The sustainability of the marine life has got to be connected to the sea from which it was spoken from. Therefore, you can never survive in any other environment that is disconnected from your maker. I thought you would say amen to that. I say you will never survive from in any environment that does not connect you to your maker. Your maker is your source. That means any human being that is disconnected from their maker, they are no longer God's powerhouse. Are you still with me? Shall we read this quotation in the message Fellowship by Redemption? Paragraph 101, Brother Bram says, But a man has a soul. Therefore, that soul is a part of God. And even in its fallen state, yet is the most greatest species of all species of the earth is the man. Even in his fallen state, he is still the greatest species of all species of the earth. It is a man. Now it makes you understand why when the lion got out of the position, God never died for the lion. God never died for the elephant. God never even died for the angels that fell out of heaven. But when a man fell, God had to come down because a man without God is incomplete. And God without a man is incomplete. That is why the scriptures say, that is why God is mindful of a man. A man, if we ever could use it, the, the mirror of God is a man. The mirror of a man is God. When, God. when God looks at a man, he sees himself. And when a man sees God, hallelujah, he sees himself. I don't know whether we're together. Moses, uh, I said it many a times, he saw the pillar of fire, he saw the cloud, he saw the burning bush, he saw all those things, but still he desired to see God. Until God said, stay behind, stand behind the rock, you will see me passing by. Then what did Moses see? He saw the back part of a man. The beauty about it then, because it was partial realization, he saw the back part of a man. But on Mount Sunset, we did not see the back part of a man. We saw the face of a man. There he was going at an opposite direction. Because if you see my path, I'm going somewhere at an opposite direction. But when you see my face, I'm coming towards you. Mount Sunset, he was coming towards the bride. Are you still here? Hallelujah. That is why in this, under this ministry, and I, I mean, certain things we may break when the Spirit allows. We're the only group that can produce the face of Jesus Christ. I will repeat that. Rome has been feeding denominations with 
an artistic impression of how Jesus looked like. But in our time, it was not an artistic impression. He stepped out of the corridors of eternity and allowed a mechanical eye to take his picture. And that is why we have that picture in our houses. It is a mystery, I'm told, of a brother that had studied at varsity where they were given an assignment to study the picture of the cloud. It was not message believers. They just wondered that at some point in time in the 60s, there was a cloud that was unfamiliar, and they made it a a study, an assignment, and they deliberated on it and looked into it because they were studying the clouds, and they could not understand why this cloud was not a rain cloud, what type of a cloud was this, and they battled at university. For many years, they battled, they could not find an answer. Until after university, this brother could not find an employment. And he was looking for a job and couldn't find a job. So while Eddie, he started selling things from house to house. And as he was moving, this happened in Pretoria in Atrichville. As he was moving from house to house, then he got to the brother's house and he knocked. And the brother, when he opened the door, right in the view as you enter the house, there was a picture of the cloud just above the head level. So as the brother opened the door to open for this stranger, and the stranger, instead of greeting the brother, his eyes were captivated to the picture behind the brother. And now the brother says, can I help you? Because this stranger looked quite in a state. And he says, no, 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 no. You know, uh, at university, the first time I saw this picture, it was at university. And we made studies to check what type of a cloud was this. But today, as you opened the door, and I saw that picture, then I saw the face of a man. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? So, we, we, we can show you the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, and ever since I got to know the cloud and Hoffman, that other picture of a denomination, it looks very horrible. <laughs> if you've got it, please change it. Get the right picture. Update, update your, your archives, please. Amen. Now, even in his fallen state, Yet is the most greatest species of all species of the earth is the man. Then get, then listen to what Brother Brum says. Then get him in connection with his maker. He becomes a superman. Hallelujah. Get him in connection with his maker. Then he becomes a superman. Hallelujah. What does it mean to become a superman? I don't know how many of you, after you have accepted the message, you went back to your friends and said, listen, uh, you're not going to see me on Friday night because something has happened in my life. I've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, God sent the prophet, and many of you, they told you that, no, no, you won't last. How many were told that you won't last? Are you here? A month went by, you still remained. The second month went by, you still remained. The first year went by, you remained. The second year went by, you remained. A decade went by, you still here. What happened? What happened? Because when they said you will be back to where you were, they thought you will not be able to overcome your habits. They knew that the habits had such a hold on you. But now, what happened? Why are you not going back to the places where you used to be? Is because you are connected back to your maker and therefore you are a superman. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do I have supermen and women in the building? Amen. Supermen over sin. Supermen over their habits. Supermen over their challenges. You are a superman this evening. He becomes a superman almost because He is a son of God. He becomes acquainted with his maker, with the creator of all things. Then when, when that man there 
acquainted with his maker becomes a part of his maker. Who is your maker? A creator. And if you become part of the creator, what happens? You become a little creator. Hallelujah. And becomes, and becomes back into fellowship with his maker. Every divine weight becomes a living reality to him. He believes it. So the Bible is not a bunch of literature. It is a living weight to you. Hallelujah. Certain verses, you can see them becoming live in your life. Are we together? Are you still with me? Therefore, what happens on the flip side of it? If you are disconnected with your maker, life can become very frustrating. I don't know of any life that is full of regrets than the life whereby an individual is disconnected from their maker. Hallelujah. Let me continue in the message, the influence, paragraph 7. Brother Brenham says, God's power is limited to your faith in it. God's power is limited to your faith in it. That means God's power is not limited. What limits you is your faith. It can go as far as your faith can go. And if God's power is limited to your faith, if I were you, I would stretch my faith. Because if I stretch my faith, I stretch God's power. Are you still with me? With God, you get what you expect. You expect zero, you get zero. You expect one, you get one. You expect a hundred, you get a hundred. It depends on what you expect. Hallelujah. People with high expectations get higher results. And actually, people of high expectations have got higher risks. Because people may dismiss them as oddballs, as people that have lost their mind, but they've got greater results. Are you still with me? All things are possible to them that will believe. There is a great God in heaven, and if we could only get in contact like a direct line to him, all things are possible. But we must come in contact with him with no static nowhere, just a clear channel between us and God. Then he said, if you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what you have said, now you can't bluff it. Satan doesn't bluff too easy, so you can't bluff it. But when you really know it, then it's got to happen, just it must happen. Are you still with me? Do you see a lot of things depends on you being reconnected back to your maker? Hallelujah. And actually, if you are not connected to your maker, what the, the, the crisis of our time, it's a crisis of identity. Uh, young lives are being messed up because of lack of identity. Churches are messed up because of lack of identity. Identity gives you, gives you confidence. When you know who you are, you've got confidence. When you don't know who you are, you don't have confidence. Are you still with me? And there is no anything that can make you know who you are except the word of God. And when the word of God comes to reveal, because Brother Bram says, the true identity of the bride is hidden in Christ. So that means the more Christ reveals himself to you, he reveals yourself to yourself. Are you still with me? That's why Paul says, I know a man in Christ. Whether he was out of the body or in the body, I don't know. But such a man, I know. And we need every believer to come to that stage where they say, I know. Because once a person say, I know, they've got a certainty, they can face the enemy and say, I know who I am. And the message is here to reveal your identity. And when you know who you are, a lot of things, a lot of mess that we see in the end time is because of poor self-esteem. A young girl that has been raised by the family 
and dad and mama are trying the best that could do for that girl. The reason she gets messed up is because a boy down the road tells her that she's prettier. If that girl had believed that I'm prettier, her affirmation need not to come from some twisted boy. Are you here? The problem, the reason today we've got such chaos, we are raising children with damaged self-esteem. And now let me tell you something. I have come to learn that even marriage does not repair self-esteem. A person could be married and still their self-esteem could be messed up. The only thing that restoreth the self-esteem of a man, that man or that woman has got to be reconnected back to the maker. And when you are reconnected back to your maker, then you know who you are. Are you still with me? You've got boldness, you've got courage, and you can, you can speak. Amen. Now, I'm still on the stature of a perfect man, if you'll bear with me. Paragraph 342, Brother Brenham says, When a man possesses this kind of things, he speaks about the seven virtues. Then the Holy Ghost comes upon him. And folks, the Holy Ghost is very sensitive. The Holy Ghost is very sensitive. And you have heard a lot of time there is birth and there is a process where you come under the tutor and there is a process of adoption. If you can adopt a son without putting them under the tutor, they will mess up their inheritance. The tutor has got to to check the character development of a child and comes and brings a report back to the father in terms of how the son or the daughter is doing. And once the report is satisfactory, it is submitted to the father that now the son or the daughter is ready. Then God comes down or the father comes down and has a ceremony and adopts the child and say, hear him. That means from that time, he and the father have got equality in terms of power. Are you still with me? So, still, I hope you understand that process. That is why it is very critical that don't stop at the baptism stage. A lot of people backslide as soon as they are baptized. And a lot of people become stagnant as soon as they are baptized. I've come to learn that you can be in the message for 15 years and only it could be just stagnation year in, year out. You've got to grow. You've got to grow. Amen. Now, when a man possesses this kind of things, then the Holy Ghost comes upon him. No matter, you might speak with tongues. You might impersonate any gift that God has got. You might do that. But until these virtues here come into you, you are still of the real, true foundation of faith. Without the virtues, you are far away. And let me tell you, I have said it, and I'm going to say it again. You are going to be tested based on what you say you possess. Do I possess brotherly kindness? God will raise the situation to test whether you possess that. But when these virtues grow in you and you are added to that, that you, and you added that to that because you've got to add faith, you virtue, hallelujah, and you keep on adding. Are we together? And what I've realized, normally we, we think that it is faith, then virtue. No. Actually, it is faith that leads you to virtue. So you cannot have virtue without faith. And once you have virtue, then it leads you to to patience. And once you've got patience, it leads you to knowledge. Once you've got knowledge, it leads you to temperaments. Once you've got temperament, it leads you to brotherly kindness. Are you still with me? So you, you cannot say, I have got the knowledge, but you don't have faith. You can't have the roof without the foundation. Amen. Amen. Now, it says, 
But when these virtues grow in, you are added, and you added that to that, then you are a living monument. Hallelujah. How many know what is a monument? There are certain buildings that must never be destroyed because there are a monument. Hallelujah. In every city has got a, a, a place that is being identified that this is a monument, it must never be destroyed. But you are not just a, a structure, you become a living monument. You are a living, moving idol. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe these television programs that come with idols, they are trying to copycate this one. You, when you have accepted the revealed word of God, and these virtues are growing in you, you are a living monument. You are a living idol. Hallelujah. You are not making yourself an idol. God makes you an idol. Are you still with me? Why? Because there is a soul in you. Why? Because you are a mirror of God. And God, when he wants to see at himself, he looks at you. Uh, You know, if we can come and realize who we are, Satan is not going to treat us like some dormants. If we can realize that we we are the workmanship of his hands, that God fashioned you, God designed you, And God, when he saw you, he said, it is good. I don't care what the world says. I want to please my maker. If he says it is good, that's good enough. Are you here, young people? Because we are living during a time of emulations. Young people want to emulate models. Let me tell you something. Models, as much as they would want to be emulated, they are not content with their lives. Most of them are drugs, are on drugs because they are empty within. But a man that is fully surrendered to God, that man has got contentment. Whether he has or he does not have, he is content. Hallelujah. He's got the inner peace. And he's got one. Brother Brown said the greatest thing that we've got is because we've been reconnected back to the power line. And if we have been reconnected back to the power line, that means you as a son of God and you as a daughter of God, you are the agency of God's power. Do you know what it means to be an agent? If, if a manufacturer, maybe a Japanese manufacturer like Toyota can come and appoint you as an agent in South Africa, do you know what it means? It means that they would never come and do anything in South Africa without consulting with you. That means no one can get Toyota except through you. And anyone that dares to phone Toyota headquarters in Japan, they will say, hey, excuse us, we've got our own agent in South Africa. Here are their contact details. Brother Brown said the church is God's agent. That means no one can access heaven without the church of the living God. I understand what I'm talking about. No one, if somebody needs a healing, there is a church of God that is there that can bring healing upon a sick person. That means if somebody does not have joy, the church of God can give joy. I'm saying you are God's powerhouse. Within you there is joy. Within you there is faith. Within you there is love. All those things, you can give them out to the world. And you can never give out what you don't have. But this evening I say, whatever the world needs, heaven has deposited that in you. This makes me feel good. Do you want to tell me that if somebody does good to call heaven, heaven says, no, no, I've got my son. Do you want to sit in the scripture? When after Paul, when he was sold and saw the pillar of fire, what happened? The Bible, God said to him, go to whose house? Ananias. Why doesn't God say go to heaven? It's because Ananias was God's agency during that time. When, when the Enoch was reading the scripture and could not comprehend what he was reading, 
coming from a convention in Jerusalem on his way to Ethiopia and say, what manner of things are they may reading? And did not have an understanding. And he wanted to check with heaven. Oh, goodness. Right there, there was a Philip who was God's agency of God's revelation. And Philip was supernaturally transmitted, transported to where the inner was. And he baptized the Enoch. And I'm saying, you are God's agency. Somebody somewhere this evening is discouraged. Somebody somewhere this evening is about to say, what, what's use of living? You are the hope to that person. That is why. When you leave, Brother Bram said the greatest mystery, and he speaks in the message on that day on Calvary, he says eternal life is living for others. Somebody somewhere is broken, and heaven cannot mend them. But you as God's powerhouse, you've got to be careful with your weights, you've got to be careful with your conduct, Because through that, you can either build somebody or break somebody. But we are not in the business of breaking up. We are in the business of building. Are you still with me? And when we say we live a holy life, let me put it this way. Uh, when, 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 When you've got, or how dictators work, If, if somebody was to betray them, or even how gangsters work, if somebody was to betray them, what they would normally do, they would call that individual. Maybe they would even cut off his arm in front of everybody else. That means the gangster will call the minions. The minions are the ones that work under the gangster. And while the minions are there, then he cuts the hand of the of this one. What is simply meaning is that he wants to instill fear in the minions that they must know that if you dare cross us, you will lose your arm. But what happens if one day the gangster or the master, gang, gang, gang leader calls the minions to cut somebody's arm and that somebody Instead, cast the hand of the, of the gang leader. Right there, loyalty changes. They begin to see, because they used to consider him a fellow minion. But now they realize that, no, 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 no. The, this one can be our leader. I, 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 are you still with me? The world, Satan has put the world in bondage. And any person that tries to live right, he shames them and show them that this is what you'll become if you dare challenge me. But God has put you here on earth to be able to rise above the power of sin, to be able to rise above the influence of evil, that somebody, are you here, big sister, are you here? That some little girl somewhere can look at you and say, if that sister can make it, I as well in my corner can make it. Are you here, brother? Somebody at some corner somewhere is looking at you and say, that brother have observed him year after year, year after year. And if that brother can live like that, it brings an inspiration to that individual that I can defy my situation and live like that. And why are we here in Whitbank? We want the whole of Whitbank to see that it is possible to live in Whitbank and defy any spirit that dominates Whitbank and to give an inspiration to the residents of Whitbank that in 2019 or 2018 it's possible to live for Christ. When you backslide, when you backslide, it may look like an individual activity you'll only realize at the day of judgment how many lives you have affected. Some eye is watching you, does not tell you, and they're saying, I'm watching to see where it goes. And 
I don't know. You remember the brother that came to church the other time and said, Pastor, I want to be baptized. And the pastor said, is it because of the sermon that I preached? The man said, no, Pastor, it's not the sermon that you preach. Is it because of the songs that we sang? Is, there, is it because of anything that we have done as a church? Said, no. The man says, at work, there is a man that I'm working with. He is a Christian. I've watched his life year in, year out. I'm convinced that he's a genuine Christian. His life preached to me. And on the basis of his life, I want to be baptized. And folks, there is no better instrument to convert an unbeliever than your life. We can preach a sermon, it has no effect. But when they observe, I know people that have been in the message, that have come into the message, and they say, listen, I know so and so. We come back a long way. If this one can live like this for this long, there must be something real about this. Don't convince me. Her life or his life has convinced me. I was with a brother that was telling me, he says, every Friday I used to be lost. My wife wouldn't even know where I was. But he says, these days I'm always around. Even my friends are amazed. What happened? It is such a life that becomes a testimony when it becomes God's powerhouse, an embodiment of the weight. A testimony, a walking testimony, a living monument. Life can never be disputed. Quotations can be disputed. Scriptures can be disputed. But when what is written becomes a human being, it can never be disputed. That is why it is difficult for people to discredit the message. Because the message is not a bunch of books. They can sit somewhere and read quotation and say they contradict. It is too late because 1,200 messages that were preached by William Brenham are no longer books, are no longer just tapes. It is a living being, living monument, God's powerhouse in the end time. Are you a powerhouse this evening? Has God's spirit found a dwelling place in you? And if that is the case, you are a living idol. Amen. You are a little creator. Amen. You are God's masterpiece. Amen. You are wonderful and fearfully made. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are his masterpiece. Are we together? Amen. Therefore, you need not to look down on yourself. Brother Bram says it's about time we step to the fore and show the world who we really are. Amen. He said the deity is no longer in heaven, but the deity is in us. We're not worshiping Christ in a manger. We're worshiping Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do you realize that the heavenly treasure is hidden in an earthly vessel and you are that earthly vessel? Amen. Amen. And when you become powerhouse, sometimes when you get to an area where there are people or maybe you drive on the N4 and you see the Mercedes-Benz and the BMWs running at a high speed with blue lights. A lot of times you don't know who is inside, but you just know that a, a very important person is passing by based on the bodyguards. Now, you, the angels of God, are encamped around those who fear his names. <laughs> when you go down the road, when demons cannot see who is sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, but they realize that there is no way that there could be a heavenly contingency without being somebody being important in their midst. And it is not Jesus, it's you. It's you. Wherever you walk, God has got a heavenly host protecting you. Do you believe that, Brother Grace? The day you got involved in an accident, the reason you will be able to help the brother, the phone has got a password. He doesn't even know how the man, the white man that got him there, how he opened the phone and be able to phone Brother Francisco. They were quite amazed. They could not connect the dots. Let me tell you something. God knows your password. (laughs) Hallelujah. Why? Because you were not driving alone. God was driving with you. 
sisters, in this world where women are being subjected to atrocities, you are not going to be touched. Wherever you go, there is a heavenly contingency and it can never be breached by demonic power. Do you believe that? Then I'm glad to have addressed God's VIPs this evening. God bless you, Rishi. As we stand to our feet. I'm standing on a holy ground. And I know that there are angels around me. As Brother Borrero comes to wrap up in prayer for us. Heavenly Father, mighty God, creator of heaven and earth, 
Lord Jesus Christ, we are so grateful this evening, Father, yes. that in our hearts we have a portion that you have treasured, Lord, Almighty God, that we can carry, Father, the life that is eternal. Almighty God, we can begin to think, oh, Father, how Brother Brenham addressed some old couples in his church mm. when he said our old brother and our old sister kid mm. father sometimes he said I tend to correct that they are not getting old but they are getting young yes. father almighty God for he said they are carrying eternal life in them mm. almighty God how we should believe it oh father that God we can come to church to hear such great news mm. almighty God that the great creator almighty God the great fountain of life would come down just to connect with us. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, we remember how the pastor mentioned it to us, oh God, mm. that God had nothing that we he could desire of us to mm. help him or to assist him in anything. Mm. Almighty God, but today, oh Father, we have a secret to know that God himself mm. knew that he put a part of himself in us. Yes. Father, and you came down to revive it, oh God, mm. by the power of the Holy Ghost, just to give us an, a quickening power, just to give us, Almighty God, an awakening Almighty God. We see why the prophet could preach unto us a message, oh God, by the title Amnesia. Lord, we came here as sons of God, mm. but God, something was just round about us. Mm. Something was taking us, Father Almighty God, in a certain direction, Lord. Mm. Father, and teaching us the nature and the customs of the world. But you came, Lord, and brought a message of the hour in our yes. day. Almighty God, and we are so glad to have a man stand before the pulpit, oh God, and say, I'm here not to build an organization. Mm. I'm here to build the powerhouse of God. Exactly. And he's telling us, Almighty God, we are the units of that powerhouse of God. Almighty God, we are the units of Father. Almighty God, of Father of that eternal great power. Almighty God being put before us. Father, we are so grateful this evening. Oh God, if all the people could know that you have invested in these souls that are here. I pray that, Almighty God, may we be the right light, Almighty God. Father, for this day that we are living in, oh Father, we are chargeable, Heavenly Father, yes. Almighty God, to as many as have not turned unto thee, to as many as have not known thee, Father, we are chargeable, Father. We are that light that you have lit in this end time. Heavenly Father, I'm praying that we can be that light that cannot be put under a bush alone, mm. but we can be that light that can be put, Almighty Father, on the table, Almighty God, that the, the whole house can have light. May you help us, Lord God, that we may be as salty as is needed over in this end so time. Father. I'm praying, Heavenly Father, we see our brothers dying in drugs. We see our brothers, Almighty God, dying without the knowledge of God. And I'm saying, oh, Heavenly Father, when we once get a chance, Lord God, just to speak to them, oh Lord, Heavenly Father, may it be so wonderful to see them come and realize. May we be so grateful, Father, when we see that amnesia taken away. Yes. Almighty God, and we will know it has been the influence of these messages that we hear each and every day. We will not take light, Lord, of these messages on a Wednesday service. Yes. We will not take them light. Father, for in such small messages, such small packages, Lord, mm. you are just enlightening us mm. and making us know that we are not earthly bound, yes. but we are heavenly bound. Thank and we God. have not come from the world, but we came from thee. And you declared unto us that we are not of the world. Though you would not take us out of the world in this meantime, but we are not of the world. Even if we would want the world to be part of us, mm. we will never be of the world. Yes. Heavenly Father, we would hear, oh Father, and yes, in our in our in our in our mouth, Almighty God, oh Father, in our actions, Lord, when we see what the prophet told us that we are eternal creatures, mm. oh Heavenly Father, and he said we were a part of God. Yes. Oh my God, we are in the mind of God. Yes. And that he said, Oh God, mm. we went we are from God. And God followed us. He could die for nothing else but the savable. Exactly. Father, it is good for us this evening mm. to say we are the savable of the Lord. Mm. We are the package that he died for. And we can be a powerhouse when we leave this service. May it be so in our homes. May it be so at our workplaces. So May it be so, Lord, as we walk along the streets of Whitbank. Mm. I'm praying, Heavenly Father, that this very same message may have an influence to as many as, as have not been in this service, Father, mm. and to as many as are not in this region, Let Father. So oh, God, for you spoke in one day 
that they let there be the sun and the sun is shining from one place to the other. Mm. Lord, if this message is as true as it has been preached, mm. let every message believer be a powerhouse exactly. of God in his atmosphere. So, I'm praying and declaring, Father, mm. in as much as we have got a glimpse of the appearing of the messenger, Lord, let it be so that whosoever has got a spoken word in his heart, whosoever has got a spoken word in his heart, mm. whosoever has got a faith to believe it, mm. they may know that they are a powerhouse. Amen. I pray that you will give that awakening to every soul. Mm. May you be that light that keeps shining upon us mm. and give us that realization every moment that we are here indeed, Father, to lighten this world. Yes. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will give us once more another chance again mm. that we may speak to the lost and, Father, they will see the light. I pray as we commit even our pastor in your precious hands, how we enjoy to hear such messages, Lord. Mm. We see, Father, there is a great portion of effort that he puts in. Almighty God, to prepare for a sermon, Lord. Mm. Almighty God, a time that we could be doing some other things mm. that have nothing to do with church. Mm. But when it comes to a time that we listen, there's been a man that has been behind the notes, behind the scriptures, behind the anointing yes. of the Spirit. We are praying for him, Lord, mm. that he may stay on that post of duty, Lord, as he's so. accorded by Christ himself and his Spirit, mm. that we may be kept, Almighty God, as virtuous as we are as a church. Mm. That the day will come when we'll be presented before thee yes. as a, a clean powerhouse of God, mm. having accomplished the power of God in this world. Mm. I pray, Father, let it be so as we depart and go to our homes. Mm. Enlighten us, Lord. Mm. Lighten our pathways, Lord. Yes. Lead us as we go back home with your grace. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. You can give us a song till we see you on Sunday morning. God bless you richly. Amen. Let's be the